Welcome to Amarillo Fellowship. Thank you for being here today. If you're joining us online, we want to say a special welcome to you. Well, are you ready to make some faith declarations? Let's all stand up. And let me say, we make faith declarations because it doesn't matter who you are, we all need to be reminded of who God is, who we are in Christ, and what can happen because of God. You know, what you think about matters more than you can imagine. And what comes into your mind flows out through your life. And it doesn't matter who you are or what you have, you cannot have a positive life with a negative mind. And the enemy is relentless and he's loud. So we've got to be louder than the enemy. So are you guys ready? All right, here we go. God is who he says he is. God will do what he says he will do. I am who God says I am. I can do all things through Christ. God's word is truth. God's word is alive and active in me. And now because of what Christ has done, I'm highly favored, greatly blessed, and deeply loved. Lord God, thank you for today. Thank you, God, that you are for us, God. Thank you for your goodness in our lives. And we just want to open up our lives to you and our hearts to you. And we want to ask your Holy Spirit to come in and help us to receive whatever it is that you want us to receive today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You can be seated. Well, when I was praying about today's message, God really laid something on my heart. And I want to declare today that God is for you. God is for you. And God is fighting for you. He is fighting for you. My brother came into town this weekend and we were talking about just how good God is and how he's been good in our lives. And we were talking about some people that we know that, man, they don't know that. They think God is angry and that he is waiting to punish us. And that is so not our God. God is for us. He is not fighting against us. He is fighting for us. And so when, um, when I was praying and I was asking God, you know, what, it is that, what is it that you want to, me to share today? He took me to this verse in Revelations, Revelations chapter 22. And something in my spirit just jumped when I came to this verse. You know, and I just stopped. Have you ever done that when you're reading the Bible and you're reading something and all of a sudden you know God is trying to tell you something and you just stop and you just keep reading the verse over and over again and you're asking God, what is it that you're trying to tell me? And that's what was happening. And, and I believe that he was saying this is a word for today. And so out of Revelation chapter 22, it says, look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to each person according to what they have done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the last, or the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Jesus says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I don't know if you know any Greek. The only Greek that I know is back from my sorority days. <laughs> but I do know that Alpha is the first letter of the Greek alphabet. And omega is the last letter. So he's saying that he's the first and the last in the last book of the Bible. He's ultimately saying he's going to have the last word. But how often do we think, I need answers for now, for what's going on right now, right? Like God may be the beginning and the end, but I need a breakthrough now. When he feels distant when I don't know what's going on. Yeah. 
when I don't see an answer, but God says, I'm the beginning and the end. And he knows what we don't, and he sees what we can't. And he knows how it's all going to turn out. And he is for you. When we're stressing and we think, why doesn't God give us the answers we're looking for or provide direction or bring miracles that we're, we're wanting? You know, God stepping into every situation doesn't require much faith, if any at all, right? And we always say, oh, I have faith until something happens. And then we're left wondering, where is God? But God is still with you, still providing for you. And he will never stop being with you. He is not waiting at some future destination waiting for you to arrive. He didn't form the world and he's just waiting until the day he comes back again. He's with us now. But we live sometimes like God isn't going to do anything until he comes back again. And we think, oh, I can't wait for Jesus to come back. And although that is going to be and completely wonderful and amazing, but what happens in the middle of our lives, in the middle of the mess, especially if a battle is going on, maybe in your marriage or in your health or even in your business, and we say, only if God would show up in this, if only God was here, if only God would save me from this. But he's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, and he's God with us now. But we get our eyes on the problem or the battle, and we just sit there, and we wait, and we think, well, God, what now? Where are you, God? What's happening, God? Here I am in this battle, God. Why don't you show up? And then pretty soon the battle becomes bigger than God, not because he is, not because the battle is, but because our focus is on the battle and not on God. Let's take 2020. Like some of us have gone through a pretty horrible year, and it's looking like 2021 isn't much better, right? But we sit there and we say, where are you, God, in all of this? Maybe you're waiting on God to show up with provisions or mending a relationship. Or how about even changing a political agenda? And you found yourself saying, God, where are you? Why do you think he said, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end? Because he knew everything before it was even formed. And he will be the last one sta standing at the end. And he's saying, I knew the battle before it was formed. And I will have the last say. Although we can get caught up in the battle, right? Because the battle is messy. <laughs> and it can be scary. But some of God's biggest blessings happen in the middle. Hear me out. You may not see the blessing, but it's there. Even when the Israelites were in the wilderness, God gave them manna. He led them out of Egypt and into the wilderness, and they needed food, and he gave them manna. They didn't recognize it as a blessing at first. I don't know about you, but if I saw food coming down from heaven, I'm thinking that's a blessing. But even they didn't recognize the blessing. Any of you watch Wheel of Fortune? Ronnie and I, sometimes we get caught up in, the, in an episode. It's kind of addicting, you know, because you'll see the puzzle and they're starting to say the letters and you see them yelling and then you start guessing letters and trying to guess what it is. It really is addicting. 
But have you seen it when they try to solve the puzzle before they have all the letters and they guess the wrong answer? (laughs) And then you hear Pat say, I'm sorry, that is not correct. (laughs) But Ronnie and I, we get so excited and we're yelling at the TV and we're yelling answers out. But have you seen it when they're spinning the wheel and they land on this strip? It's in the middle of the puzzle. They have the puzzles going on. They land on this strip and the strip is something pretty cool. The strip could be something like a trip to Key Largo or a brand new car, or this one car is a million dollars. That would be pretty incredible. And if they land on it and then guess a letter, they win what's on that strip. It's a blessing in the middle. I don't want to say God is there in the middle of your chaos. When you're yelling, God, where are you? He is there. Don't be surprised when God strengthens you in the middle. One of the major themes in the Bible is how God takes what the enemy meant for evil and he flips it around and actually uses it to produce a purpose through your life. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. No matter what's going on in your life, if you're in a battle, you may be in the middle and you can't see your blessing. But God sees it because he's the alpha and the omega. And I want to take you to another verse. And this is going to be my main point of the message today. It's out of Second Chronicles chapter 20. And it says in verse 17, You will not have to fight this battle. How many of you want this verse to be your theme verse for this year? right? You will not have to fight this battle. Turn around and look at somebody and tell them, you will not have to fight this battle. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. In other words, don't believe the devil when he tells you there's nothing you can do about it. Go out and face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. You know, growing up, growing up, there were a lot of battles in my house. (laughs) If you heard any of my story, you've known my past hasn't been the easiest. There were lots of battles, battles that did not even make sense. And it seemed to me that everything was a battle. My dad believed that life should not be easy. And if it was too easy, he made sure you had a reality check and he brought a battle just so that you understood nothing was easy. Some of you have had it harder than me, but I know one thing and I've learned as I got older is that sometimes you have to choose your battles. Like when you get married, who does the laundry? Who does the dishes? Who loads the dishwasher? Who writes the bills, right? (laughs) When Ronnie and I got married, back in 1992, I married my best friend, Ronald Wayne Woodard. It was in August, the hottest month of the year. I was in all of this lace. My bridesmaid was wearing all of this peach ruffles, and I made Ronnie wear a three-piece white tux with tails. 